the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. We are coming to you on January 11, 2022. I am Leon Brathwaite. I'll be your host today. I am sitting in for Jason McPhee, who is sitting there in our upper left-hand corner. So let me introduce everybody just to be clear. There's Tim in our upper, in our upper right, Tim Everett, our Screaming Eagle of Freedom. In our upper left is our normal host, Jason McPhee, our champion of choice. But Jason has some excuse as to why he's not hosting today, and we had to find out about that. You know, This is kind of ridiculous, but we'll deal, with, we'll deal with that at a later time. So let us get into the topics today. We have quite a few things to talk about much of it related to COVID insanity. Just when we think the COVID insanity can't get any worse, our overlords, you know, those people who are supposed to care for us, take care of us, our overlords just may be into a liar. In New York City and in Utah, and also the Biden administration have sent down some priorities to the states, what is happening is that treatments, COVID treatments, are now being handed out based on race, are being prioritized, I should say, based on race and ethnicity. Right now, we have some very effective treatments known as the, monoclon the monoclonal antibody treatment, which is, have been very effective on the COVID. And also, there are some antivirals that are also on the shelves right now, well, at least available for treatment. Again, very effective. But the wisdom of our overlords have now said that these things in the name of equity should be given out based upon race and ethnicity. Now, I couldn't imagine, I can't imagine what the impact that will be, what impact that will have on society. So we should talk about that. What will be the impact on our society when these things are happening? Should our government at any level, at any level, should it discriminate against the citizens? Does past discrimination, which we acknowledge did occur, does past discrimination justify new discrimination? Does past racism justify new racism? I'll throw this out to you guys. What do you guys think about this? Well, when I was in the hospital for COVID and with severe symptoms, and uh, the, I, I came in there the afternoon, the day before, and then the following morning, they gave me a monoclonal uh, antibody. Uh, but I guess they wouldn't have uh, with these new guidelines. And uh, I don't think it would have mattered because it didn't do anything for me anyway. So uh, not that I'm saying I'm okay with uh, this whole policy thing. Um, no, I mean, come on, come on, seriously. What? What are there's just suddenly a shortage of it or something? Is that the deal, Leon? Well, there is there is some bit of a shortage. They, they don't have it's not fully um fully supplied as yet. 
but well then uh, the places the where there are shortages they want the, um well in new york and utah and 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 the, the guidelines of, of the administration require that non-whites be prioritized over whites well uh, how about you increase supply i mean uh you know let's let's produce a, a little more uh, instead of uh instead of uh, policies like that. Uh, I guess, you know, you could apply to anything that's life-threatening because, um, you know, it didn't work on me, but it works on a lot of people. And if you catch it in time, it was probably just too late for me. I mean, once that, once the COVID gets deep into your lungs, I mean, and you've already, and I had two types of pneumonia at the time, you know, there's not much you can do. Uh, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but it, you know, it doesn't always work, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, this is ridiculous. This is just, you know, another type of discrimination, just a different one. Right, Jason? Yeah, well, well, Tim, I, I think uh, maybe it'd behoove people like me and you to go get a, a 23andMe report that shows we're just as much of a Native American as Elizabeth Warren is. You know, that, that one, yeah. 2,000 oh, or whatever. No, <laughs> better, better yet, better yet. What I think you guys could do, you know, I mean, if we were all in New York or in Utah, Obviously, I would have been prioritized over you guys. But what you guys could do is just identify as a black person, and then you there all you be eligible. I don't see the problem. There are men identifying as women, women identifying as men. Why the hell not? That's Go true. Ahead, you I'm just sorry. saved me money on a 23andMe report. I don't even need that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, on, on, a serious, on a serious note, I, I think idea. this is where it shows you that much better if we just let the market figure these things out. I mean, if, if you let the market figure these things out, there, will there be discrimination in some cases? Yeah, sometimes, probably. But we know that discrimination, it, there's a cost to that generally. And so uh, uh, people are, um, you know, as we saw with cases like Jackie Robinson and others, uh, you know, a, a lot of times the market tries to get rid of those irrational biases because you, you simply pay a cost in uh, if, if you want to operate as a business in that kind of a function. So um, I, I, I think there's that. But I think uh, more pressing too is, let's say we can't, you know, get this stuff to the, you know, market controlling our, our healthcare uh, scenario, and we're going to be heading more and more into government run healthcare. Well, then that begs the question, if they're claiming that there's uh, a, a reason for, for a certain color of people to get different uh, care than others, then you sort of can't have it both ways. I mean, then you, you, you're you literally saying that that one group of people is literally physically different than another group of people. And I don't think we really want to go there. But if that's what they're doing, then I, I think it's unavoidable, right? We're going to be making distinctions that one groups, uh, different groups of people are literally better or worse than other groups of people. And I, I think that's a really bad precedent. But that's that's tends to be where the left takes us. Well, they, obviously, and you're right, they're valuing, they're putting um, more value of life <laughs> on certain people versus others. Right? People who look like me, black, and people who look like you, or I guess uh, uh, is of less value according to some of these people, um, or overlords, I should say. But what do you guys think are the broader societal impact of, of this, though? I mean, how, how this could affect us as, as a society? Where, where, where do you see this um, landing us? Tim, what, what do you say? Well, 
the older I get, the less valuable I, I seem uh, to be. Uh, I can't run as fast, jump as high. Uh, I, I, I can't climb up and down things very fast anymore. So I, I think that I'm already less in value just from my age. So I don't really want to have extra lessening of my poor dilapidated value because I'm white of all things. It feels it feels bad to be lessened in value. Let me tell you, because I know. Well, it's, it's just a terrible thing. And you can, this is like musical chairs. You can take this uh, throughout this society and different societies. And there's always discriminations that have come down from one form or another, from one group to another. And it's terrible. Um, but I think that's more of a reason to get away from big government uh, because that's essentially you don't pay a price if it's through government. If the discrimination is through government, people don't pay a price for their yes. biases. Whereas if it's in the marketplace, you pay a price for it. So exactly. it's better to, yeah. And, and, and you're so right about that, because if you remember, slavery was legal. Jim Crow was legal. All of these things were legal and they continued for quite a long time. But you're right. Whenever the government involved in this sort of conduct, it will go on for, for as long as it can uh, versus where the marketplace will discipline um, private, private employers. And let's talk a little bit about... <laughs> some of the staffing shortages that we are seeing now so right now we are having some real serious staffing shortages in our hospitals on our on our in our healthcare facilities so these but however i'm sorry these are these shortages were caused by the vaccine mandates that some of the healthcare workers refused to do the mandates and some of them were dismissed or suspended or some of them are about to lose their jobs and, and this is causing some real problems in terms of staffing the hospitals and some of the, uh, the uh, certainly in the public hospitals and, and some of the private hospitals also. So the government, the California Department of, of, um, of Public Health in particular, have decided to reverse course and allow COVID positive people to go back to work as long as they are asymptomatic. Now this lunacy could could not would not have resulted had they not had the lunacy of the vaccine mandate. So whenever our overlord act, they always cause misery. And here we have another set of misery. They caused the first misery, and now they're trying to create another. And we don't know where this will all end. But not everybody's on board with this new policy. The one of the service unions, I believe, is SEIU have come out strongly against it. And uh, there are some other, other um, unions um, have also come out against the policy. So what do you guys think about this? Well, the government broke our leg and then they gave us uh, crutches. <laughs> is that what happened? That's, that's, that what that's, that's effectively what it is. The government <laughs> broke our legs and now, they give us, they, now they're giving us crutches. But notice, though, the crutches are not really all that good, you know. I mean, they're giving us broken yeah. crutches, though. Well, it's, well, it's a combined yeah. policy of both universal health care and uh, universal employment for health care workers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Gotta got love it. Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, it's just crazy talk. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, what would you call it, Leon? Lunacy? Lunacy, yes, without a doubt. 
Yeah, it's lunacy. What do you think, Jason? Well, I think there's just one more example of where, you know, you get a bad policy through central planning and everybody gets the same bad policy, right? Whereas if yeah. we allow uh, the marketplace to regulate this stuff, you're going to get some places that make poor decisions. And just like, you know, we have phone manufacturers, they put a bad feature on a phone and all their competitors don't, they're going to change that and they're going to fix it, right? But with healthcare, if you get one bad direction from top down and they don't let anybody change uh it's it's all dogma as we're seeing uh in fact that's probably a, a topic too for uh next week's show as well but i mean a lot of this is breaking out that you know fauci has been lying to us about a lot of stuff and it's sort of all breaking today so uh, i'm sure we'll get more into that next week but i mean you know, when the central planners are wrong and they don't give you any room to challenge the dogma then you're stuck with with the wrong direction and that's the beauty of competition in marketplaces is that we can actually be testing that constantly so but, but you see but but the problem the problem though is that there seems like there's no no accountability to the central planners who drew, throughout this entire pandemic have been wrong <laughs> over and over again and there's no accountability i mean Fauci was wrong the, I mean, some of the earlier, uh, well, I mean, some of the earlier policies, uh, even in the Trump administration turned out to be quite wrong. Uh, um, I mean, um, even some of the policies that were, were right were decried by in the media, like the use of hydroxychloroquine, which was such, showed such promise and is now being, being given to patients. That turned out to be correct, but the media did everything they did to tear it down. Ivermectin, which Joe Rogan had a big issue with, even though there's a human form of it, everybody will say how he took horse, horse medication. But this, this is what is going on and what is most disturbing is that the central planners who are causing all this misery to the citizens are not accountable for any of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the nature of central planning, I think, is that they have all the power and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just swallow whatever they give you, and, and that's what we're doing right now. Uh, we're just swallowing a bitter pill for the entire economy and our liberty and everything. So. Indeed, our liberty, our liberty—the thing, the thing that we should cherish the most—we seem that we have given up so easily because of this supposed pandemic. That's amazing. But talking about talking about um, about liberties and some of the risks associated with it. Uh, this this uh, insanity of the pandemic have also reached the Supreme Court in the form of um, in the form of a court case which challenged the um, the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. But as you know, the OSHA the the case concerns whether the government this was the main issue whether the government the um, the executive branch of government can give up its authority, give it, give it to an agency, and, and from that agency, they can issue all the regulations concerning what should or should not be done with, um, within the operations of, 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 the, um, of the private organization. Now, the standard under OSHA, which, where OSHA can use to, um, to, that OSHA can use is what is known as grave danger. So if there are some risk assessment and it's, it's have been determined 
that there's some grave danger, i.e. the pandemic and the virus, well, then the government will be authorized to intervene in the operations of, 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 of a company. But the, but the administration, when it issues its mandate, said nothing about grave danger. Their only thing was, and they were separating, the only thing that they, 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 they looked at was the number of employees. Well, one of well, their main thing was the number of employees that we're going to use 100 employees as a cutoff. And anything above that, I guess, um, um, anything above 100 will be considered grave danger. And I guess OSHA can regulate. And this now is being challenged. Where no serious risk assessment was done, the proximity of workers were, were, were not examined, and the Biden administration issued this regulation. It is now before the courts. And what do you guys think about this thing? Now, one, before before you answer that, one of the interesting things that happened though was that um, Chief Justice Roberts asked a very interesting question, which to which he did not get a very good answer. Ron Klein, who is the chief of staff for for, um, for Biden, the White House chief of staff, he wrote a tweet which said, this regulation is the ideal workaround. Roberts wanted to know what it is that Klein was talking about in terms of walking around. What was he trying to walk around? Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, how about the, uh, or maybe uh, yeah, liberty by way of the Constitution? Yes, because, uh, isn't that the uh, the whole thing that's being analyzed by the Supreme Court is is whether or not we're, we're t just to be clear because I've been up since four thirty this morning and I'm a little bit yawny and tired. But uh, just to be clear, we're talking about the vaccine mandate, correct? Yes, the vaccine mandates that was that okay. were issued by the federal government, yeah. the Biden administration, that companies with employees greater than 100 shall be subject to the regulations and companies below 100 shall not be as if COVID would know the difference. Yeah. Okay. So if you, if you splash uh, some caustic material into your eyes in the middle of your work and you go to the uh, OSHA mandated eye cleansing station with the two little fountains that go shooting up into your eyes. Okay. Um, that was mandated to um, take uh, some and hopefully try to fix some damage being done on the job site. So, um, but with the vaccine uh, mandate, it's uh, it's something something entirely different. I mean, there you're putting something into your body, and you know if you have an issue with that, um, you know I don't have an issue with it. But if you do, uh, you have a right not to put something in your body that you feel you don't want. And um, so that's a different thing than something that's a danger to a workplace. Uh, you know, maybe you've got a, a big beam being uh, supported by a, 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 a piece of dental floss. Uh, it's a heavy metal beam and uh, you're worried that it might break and club somebody over the head. Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's a far cry from from a vaccine mandate. So I, I don't think uh, the analogy that they're trying to draw there where it's, you know, it's an OSHA workaround is a workaround. I don't think it, I don't see it. And so we'll see what the Supreme Court says and we'll see what Jason says. Well, before, before we go to Jason, you know, you know, it, 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 to me, it raises a very, 
uh, question about our very liberties because if we are doing any sort of risk assessment okay about the dangers of about any anything that we do in life almost anything involves some level of risk even me sitting right here speaking with you guys involves risk who knows you know so a plane might crash into my home and kill me god forbid but it could happen but there's risk in everything that you're doing yeah. okay we, we've had we've that. had we've had two of them uh one killed a ups driver and the other one narrowly missed houses. both of them narrowly missed houses just recently two planes See, there you go the, there you yeah. go okay yeah, so, so there's risk yeah, in everything sure that we do so the question then becomes i think if an employer and him and and its employees have done some sort of risk assessment whether it's something detailed or whether it's something just in their heads if they have both done the risk assessment and decided that they want to take or take the risk of being together in a work site and working to produce whatever goods and services they're producing <coughs> why should the government then feel it necessary to intervene in such a case why jason go ahead with your, your with what you're about to say I, I think there's a couple things going on here. One is questions about what you seem to be raising about OSHA in general, but I think specifically to this case, the idea that OSHA is, is really designed to specifically be looking at dangers of particular workplaces, not just the dangers of life in general. So, right. I mean, is, is OSHA going to start, you know, a program for colds and flus every year? You know, in every every place, yeah. is OSHA going to start a program for you know improper nutrition that might lead you to you know uh, not function properly in the workplace? I mean, it, yeah. it, this is crazy, you know, and 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 it gets right down to almost what you guys were saying. Hey, a plane could hit the building that you're working in. Well, OSHA better have some rules for what, what happens if the plane hits <laughs> right, the building. Right, I mean, right, this right, is crazy, right? right. right? So I, I, I think that's um, clearly the workaround that they're looking for, which is an abuse of, of liberty for both employers and employees. But then uh, um, OSHA in general, um, yeah, I mean, from a libertarian perspective, as long as the, the risks are known, I think that you know, uh, people should be able to engage as they want to, you know, in a workplace, you know, if, if I know that a job is dangerous, why shouldn't I have the, the right to take that job as long as I'm kind of aware of the risks? Uh, you know, we, we certainly have people who scale bridges to and build dams. How many people died building the Hoover Dam and, and right. uh, working on things like the Golden Gate Bridge and such? Yeah. So, I, you know, these things are, are dangerous. Uh, you, you can't remove all of that. So in the end, you know, as long as a worker has a choice to take that job or not, you know, that's it. To me, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, we got the Marine Corps uh, flying overhead right now. I don't know if you hear them, but they're, they're the, the Marines. <laughs> all they, the main thing the Marine, do, Marine Corps does is make a lot of noise and kick up a lot of dust. I mean, that's their, their number one job, at least around here. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, like the the job of uh, a high tension uh, or or electrical wire uh, crew right. that goes in and uh, does that kind of work off a helicopter. I mean, it's one of the most dangerous jobs there is, and it used to kill tons of people. Well, guess what? They figured out how to do it much more safely. It still gets a lot of people. It's still considered dangerous. And uh, you know, my job as a pilot, you know, it's not without its its riskiness. Of course. Um, 
even though uh, probably the drive from the airport to the house is the most dangerous part of the whole thing, my whole day. Um, but that, you know, that's just statistics. And uh, anyway, yeah, we, we take these things on and it's just, it's beyond the OSHA um, realm in my, my opinion, this whole thing. Knucklehead. Totally agree. I totally agree. We just, we can't live. We can't live in this risk-free society that everybody seems to think that we want to, yeah. we, we must live in. Anyway, so let's get to the knucklehead, knucklehead um, um, noise patrol. Jason, I am very disappointed that you no longer have the sound for the knucklehead noise patrol. I mean, this is a major deficiency of our show, man. Come on now. What the hell is that? Anyway. I'll, I'll have to send it to you guys. <laughs> uh oh, uh, Leon, are you frozen? No, I'm here. I'm okay. here. <laughs> okay. God, we'll have to do something about that. Anyway, um, during the court case, we had oral arguments last week for this uh, on the um, on the Biden administration attempt to regulate uh, employers over, with more than a hundred uh, more than a hundred um, employees. Of course, the administration was trying to show that they have the standard of grave danger. They have met that standard and thus justify their intervention. Anyway, in the course of the exchange between the justices and the, the lawyers on both sides of, of, this, of this argument, Justice Sotomayor made the following comment. And she said, over 100,000 children are hospitalized with COVID. Think about that. Over 100,000. This is what she said. And she added to that, and many are on ventilators. The actual number, according to the CDC, for kids in hospital with COVID, and notice I'm saying with COVID, is about 3,300, maybe 3,400, not 100,000. And on top of that, some of the kids that are there are incidentals. We spoke about this last week in the sense that they have COVID, but they didn't get to the hospital because of COVID. So this is our knucklehead of the week, Justice Sonia Sotomayor. So what do you guys think? She she's uh, she she's made some great uh, in and even freedom or libertarian style uh, judgments uh, you know, recently. I mean, I don't know how many. Probably I can only think of one or two, but. But anyway, I mean, she hasn't always been, you know, kind of crazy or anything. So I, I'm, I'm really kind of shocked that uh, maybe she's losing it. Maybe because she's getting old, like me, she's getting less valuable uh, in, in her um, thinking. I'm not sure. Uh, so, so what do you think, Jason? Well, just yeah, I think this nails home the point that just putting the trappings of wisdom of you know, a government planner on somebody, the ropes, the tall building, the high podium where, you know, they look down upon the people talking to them. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. But uh, all of that stuff clearly doesn't mask the fact that these people, a lot of them don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and, and the other thing is we can clearly show from her where she's getting her fake news. <laughs> Probably CNN. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, even I think if, they're having you, a hissy fit about all this misinformation being bandied about. Well, they got to go. Now they got to go give her a talking to. Well, they should they should cancel her. If if the if the if the left really believe in their theories of canceling people who give up misinformation, they should cancel her. 
Anyway, we are now being canceled. Our time is over. Thank you guys for taking part in the show. In the meantime, everyone, stay free. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.